more to another edition of the Irish Rally Podcast, live here on Facebook and on YouTube for the next hour or so. And we have a very special programme lined up for you this evening. In about five or ten minutes' time, we're going to be chatting to the Modified Buckos again. Uh, went down a tree after West Cork, uh, so very, very shortly we'll be chatting with Eddie Doherty, uh, Kevin Eves, Gary Kiernan and uh, Jason Black. Might be a little bit behind schedule, but we'll be here with us on, uh, at some stage as well. Uh, we're going to start off with our class winners from Killarney and then we're going to go through the uh, Mayday Rally and then we are going to play out an interview that Tony Kelly did with Callum Devine of course who won the Rally of the Lakes and Rob Duggan also spoke with Tony after the event because it was just an incredible drive and um, I suppose we uh, you know we had to we had to mark that he gave Callum a hell of a go and Rob Barable very much in the mix there as well uh, but before we go any further I think the best place to start is with some great news so James Fulton is going to be doing WRC Portugal alongside Chris Meek and it's just fabulous news the best thing I've seen today without a doubt and uh, we wish James and uh, and Chris the very best luck on uh, WRC Portugal I think they're in the WRC 2 category and um, yeah it's just really really good to see uh, James back in light of uh, recent events so we are going to start with Clarny as we said and the uh, class winners starting with class 9 Connor Lappin taking that class 10 Tom O'Sullivan 11F Jason Farrell and Donna Crowley Mark O'Leary and Andrew Cronin and Jack Brunton and Jack Kelly 11R Kenneth Cork and Sean Hegarty Shane Doyle and William Kelleher and third there Mike Nelligan and John Hurley uh, class 12 Sean Moynihan and Paula Godona now Sean Moynihan 14th overall as well which was a serious serious drive uh, second there, Raymond O'Neill and Jason O'Connor and Morris Kennelly and Owen Mullivill third. Class 13 honours, John McCarthy, 10th overall and taking the Class 13 win. Unbelievable stuff. Uh, Brian Lavelle and Pierce O'Callaghan, uh, second. I am pronouncing that arseways. Uh, I beg your pardon. I was actually telling someone today, did Irish for about 14 or 15 years in school and I probably have more words of French and pardon that as well when it does come out every now and then. Uh, third there, Dave Slattery and Dennis Coffey. Class 14 honours going to Mr. Kiernan, who we'll be chatting very shortly. Uh, Mr. Doherty, second there, and John O'Dougan, third. Uh, class 20 going to Frank Rafferty and Chloe Kelly. Uh, John Hickey and Michelle Hickey, second there. And Hugh Jeffries and Arvina Jeffries in third. Uh, the Class 22 honours going to Pat Price and Andy Kern. Keith Nocton, Damian Murphy, second. Dermot Hass and Eve Hass, third. Class 24, Alan Ring and Adrian DC, followed by Dennis Moynihan, Martin O'Brien, and John O'Donnell and Aidan Freel. The RC2 class, obviously the overall, the 1, 2, 3, Callum Devine, Nolo Sullivan, uh, Rob Barable, Gordon Noble, and Josh Moffat, Andy Hayes. Then you have Endo O'Brien, Declan Boyle, and James Four in the 1, 2, 3. Uh, RC3 then, James Boland and John McKay. RC4, Ian Lloyd and Simon Williams, Kyle McBride and Liam McIntyre. Now, that's that's worthy of a shout as well. So 19th and 20th overall, and only a second and a half, I think, between them in the end. Uh, Gavin Shield and Ken Blanche, who we spoke to last week, taking the RC5. Uh, class 17 and historics going to Brendan O'Mahony. Class 18 there, Duncan Williams and Guy Weaver, and they're just in incredible form this year. Garrett Bevan, second there with uh, Daffod Evans and Adrian Evans and Jordan Jones, third. Class 19 honours going to Will Onions and Dave Williams. Second there, Luke McCarthy and our good friend Brian Duggan. 
and Michael Cullen and Sean Hassett third there. Junior category, Dara Donovan taking that with Michael White by a minute and two seconds ahead of Evan McAvoy and Kieran O'Sullivan, Colin McDade and Damian Sheridan third. Uh, so we will move across to the Jennings Fuels Mayday Stages Rally and uh, winning that overall, of course, Aaron McLaughlin with Darren Kern, Johnny Leonard and Ryan Leonard second, Gareth Sires, Gareth Gilchrist third. Uh, moving swiftly downwards towards the class honours there. So uh, class one, Hugh McQuaid and Darren McQuaid. Class two, Martin Collins, Martin McPhillips. Class three, Ryan McCanny, Alana Ward. Class four, Gareth Easy, Dean Coyle. Uh, class five, Quinton Park and Jensen Park. Class six, then going to Paul Hurtle, Raymond Scott. Class seven, Barry Morris and Jarlett Kelly. Class eight, Mark Preston and Anthony Kearns. Class nine, Damien O'Hagan. Class 10, Gary Jennings. And class 11, of course, Aaron McLaughlin. So, as we said, stellar lineup. Uh, we conclude the program with uh, a feature chat with Dave Harrigan as well of the Harrigan Images. Uh, very interesting one. And Dave is going to join us live here on the program this evening. So, as we said, eagerly awaiting backstage Eddie Doherty, Kevin Eves, Jason Black, Gary Kieran. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Not too bad. Good, good. Tammy and Eddie are the form and the other two boys. <laughs> Somehow, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> yeah. Pro- probably the best place to start. And lads, I did say off air, I have no problem stepping backstage now and leaving the 4 e here by yourselves. How would you actually feel about that for two or three minutes? That'd end up in a row, I'd say, very easily. <laughs> will we trial it? I wonder. Why, uh, do you know what? I'll leave it open to the public, right? I will stay here for a minute or two, and I'll just see what the public says. So send us in a comment. Do you want to see the four boys on the screen by themselves there? And I'd gladly step away. No problem. Grab the popcorn here and look out for the crack. But lads, look, um, I believe the crack was still very good, albeit disappointing for, for Kevin and, and, and Jason in the end on, on Sunday night. But Gary and, and Eddie, obviously, you're in a little bit better form. But um, it doesn't, it doesn't stop the crack from being had. And I believe it was good down there Sunday night, yeah? Okay, then. <laughs> Rough enough now. Most of them, I usually come home from the lorry, just get up into the lorry and go home, but I stayed for it. So that's the choice. Obviously helped with the bank holiday too, lads, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, like whatever else. That's said a lot of sick heads coming out of Clarny on Monday morning. Yeah. I just yeah. I, I, I had to show Jason and Kevin what they could have had. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin, Jason, have you anything to say? Well, I've told her they're all Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> but you can share it with us as well, sir. We're all ears here. <laughs> yeah, but listen, guys, I suppose we'll, we'll, we'll keep it somewhere serious for, for a second, right? Uh, it was a hell of a battle. And I mean, it's not unusual to see you guys cropping up in the in the top 10 and even creeping into the top five occasionally. But, uh, Gary, I think you said it at one stage during day two there, if you had the fine weather for the two-day solid, it would have been just mental altogether. But having said that, uh, like the times that you boys were putting in was still phenomenal, considering how changeable the conditions were like. Yeah, it was a tough weekend. I was just going through the day, looking at my tyre bill. I used every compound tyre from a full wet to the hardest tyre possible. I used every compound of tyre over the weekend in Killarney. <laughs> I don't think Jeez. the other bike maybe as bad as a full wet, but uh, I made that choice for Sunday morning's run of the gap. Uh, right choice, it just didn't go fast enough. 
<laughs> I hope. He had a trophy up the road for it. I probably used the mounted tires and got nothing. <laughs> I was thinking the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it just seemed to be an absolute nightmare, lads, for, for Ollie. Eddie, I'll bring you on this. Like, uh, I mean, sure, another cliche out there is that it is a lottery, but it literally was a lottery the other day, wasn't it? Yeah, it definitely was. Like, um, Clarny, especially when you go down to Castletown Bear, it throws everyone at the man and machinery. Um, there's so much that so much that can go wrong and so much that can go right as well at the same time. Um, I think if you click with them stages, as like what Kevin done there um, in places like Cod's Head, um, like it works. But um, And then if it goes wrong, if, like, like it can go wrong. But um, as what Gary said, though, the changeable conditions and I think I was the same. The only time I didn't knew it was a wet, but um, it's uh, it really did throw everyone at us all. Yeah, yeah, and I suppose from your point of view, Eddie, like just to, just to stick with you here for a second, it's mad that you seem to go so well down there. And what is probably one of the most complex ones that you that you'll get? Like they are very very challenging stages. What is it about Clarny that maybe gives you a bit more of a I won't say an advantage, but a bit more of a grow and a bit more of a pep in your step? Probably Colin O'Donoghue probably has a lot to answer for that one. Um, I suppose, of like Clarny, I've probably done it over the last three or four years, and it's always one, like, for me, probably what part of the country I'm in with Water or South Kilkenny, um, it's probably like the Donegal of, like, for us, really. So um, it's always one we want to really go well in. Um, and to be honest, the stages are very good as well at the same time. Bit of ever in them, and I suppose I love the good cut at the gap as well at the same time. Mm-hmm. Kevin, you're not too shabby down there either. I suppose we've been there enough times now. It'd be bad if we weren't. Yeah, yeah, but still, like, I mean, at one stage you were lying fifth overall, I think. And uh, Jason, you weren't too far behind. Um, I, I just think it's it's incredible. Some lads will say, I sure the power to send them. Yeah, but still, like, <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not four-wheel drive at the same at the same time. But uh Jason, the 2.5, you really seem to be after getting the grips with it. And we had a look at the the in-car over our groomer. I think there's a little clip from uh, from Cod's head there as well. Um, what have you noticed over the past, I suppose, few events that's been a little bit different? And why do you think the, the form was pretty good up to maybe stage 13 at the weekend? Um, I suppose nothing really. I've just been building it up. Um, decided at the start of the year. I wasn't going to do anything too stupid at the start of the year and make mistakes and land my head somewhere and just build up my pace from thing. I suppose coming off from a high in the circuit. A good racing Kevin there and both just went at it in stage one and weren't too far away. Mm. And Gary, the detail in the notes for all the boys is incredible looking at that our groom stage. And there is literally no room for error. I know we say it the whole time, you can't you can't miss a note. But particularly there, it's it has drastic consequences like and uh I mean everyone has to be on on song like it's it's uh it's a challenging event. Yeah, I have weak my at the end of it and I go to John that was sitting with me. I'm glad I'm on this end of the car, not your end. And he, <clears throat> he took it as an insult that, what, it sure wasn't that dangerous. But I said, I didn't want, I wouldn't like signing the call, the notes for it. It's just ne- yeah. not stop from start to finish, no breeder. It's just... Right. It's, the, it's the hardest stage in the country, in my opinion, on navigator and driver. Yeah, it's just... The, the... The level of detail, like, and Eddie, I suppose you're perfectly placed to answer this because I don't know, did you did you get a run over some of those in particular? But there's a lot of them that would have overlapped from the time you were sitting in with Colin and driving them. So is it harder to call notes for them or to drive them? 
I'd say call notes. Uh, definitely our groom and I. Um, the driving is probably a small bit easier, I think. Um, but look, it's it's just as bad for both in certain instances as well at the same time. The heat, like in fairness, there was a lot of heat down there as well like throughout the weekend as well. So like a lot of fitness comes into a long day on Saturday and the drive back to Clarny as well at the same time. So it's a long, it's a long rally as well. Yeah, you want to be drinking plenty of Red Bull and smoking plenty of fags like. Fitness yeah, end wouldn't be yeah, like that's that's gearing down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be that tight with me now, or either with Eve's up there, the big sleep getting them. <laughs> I push my yoke clock all the way to lift Jason's car up one time, and I think it was a tactic to get us all tired within the Balakbima for the show. <laughs> I was a bit closer in the second run, I was just doing that. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the strength and condition. Would you remember that before the rally lads, not during it, like you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Jason, what was it actually that went on, on your York in the end? Uh, the prop shaft. Big. So it did. So um mm. always one of them things and more power need to be changed more often. Yeah. I've yeah. never had an issue with that in all my time, but now I suppose it's something that needs to be changed more often. Yeah. So, Mm-hmm. And Kev, you was the stage 14 ever went pear shape for you, was it? I was right through the stage and actually just pushed an oil seal out and dumped all the oil and that kind of ended the party. How we actually thought the car was nearly on full, oh, well, I suppose it could have been, but we kind of were getting close to the end. It started to, smoke started to come in and we just kind of got out through the finish line and kind of way down, but we just couldn't get it sorted. Hey, by the time, by the time we got that uh, down to the off the stage and towed back in and the boys got at it it just hey it just didn't work out for us hey, so unfortunate one yeah did you give him a, a bit of a spin back in guard did you or is that all pub talk no that's that was saturday we were saying all right i was about the five second jump on you gary yeah oh why wow, yeah we never brought that one up Evan. who you just lost the other five jason <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> yeah this was saturday Saturday evening last day, Kim McAlogue, uh, Kim McAlogue, yeah, Kevin had lost his clutch or pulled up doing tyre pressures. But then we had to try and push the car up the hill to start. And we were pushing. There must have been seven or eight of us trying to push it, but we couldn't get enough speed on the uphill to get it going because he was trying to start in first. And then Melly goes, oh, we're going to have to push it. Gary, will you push us? I said, I don't give a shit. Yeah, no bother. <clears throat> but again, driving up then and again, gave him a wee nudge and he was trying to go and that wasn't working. So I just lifted the foot and foot, lifted me foot of the clutch in first gear. And I think it drove up on top of his back bumper and dozed him up the road and away he went in. Very <laughs> cool. Oh, lads. I, I, I just, I, you know what? We, we really should uh, do a kind of a, a drive to survive type thing with, with G boys, but just that modified section. I'd say the stuff you'd hear, you'd have to hear it after nine o'clock anyway. And the stuff yeah. you see, but the camaraderie we said it before, it's just unbelievable. The buzz that you to have and the, the crack and all. But uh, I suppose the the endeavor to, to keep each other going is uh, is the big thing. And I think that's not that's not just modified. It's probably unfair for me to pigeonhole that to modifieds. But you have that bond, like in fairness to you, you know what I mean. Or probably broke down more than anybody else. That's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> sure. All the time. Yeah, well, nah, I, think, I think it was always that way. Hey, you try and get towed, and Treven, I suppose, where we were running on Saturday evening. I think Declan was Declan, some of the boys behind us too, and they were trying to tow us, so, or uh, Declan Boyle, or that. So, nah, hey, I think it's just the way of it. Everybody tries to stay going as, as long as they can, but it was mm-hmm. funny. 
I thought I wasn't even going to get going up the hill for Gary. Pushed me real nice and gentle. And I said, oh, geez, she's not going out. Next thing I came there, just ready to get out. Time, I thought the back window coming around me and her head. <laughs> got rammed up the hill then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. It locked brilliant. Up against the bad bill for the parts in the front of my yoke. <laughs> then he had the cheek in park for him to go, hey, Cameron, you owe me a fucking back bumper. <laughs> I hear I hear they're calling a 50-50, lads. Yeah. <laughs> there you yeah. go. But I suppose, you know, you had a nice bit of you had a fair bit of raw mileage back in, didn't you? After after uh stage eight. And traffic wouldn't have helped the course as well. Yeah, well we're in the back way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. How do you how do you actually Kind of manage that. Does it not drive you mad when, <laughs> when, when you've a clatter of traffic and, and maybe not only that, but lads out for a Sunday drive of a Saturday, and you're trying to get back in? Like I know there's allowances for time. Must be some pain in the hole though as well if there is um any sort of stage mileage or road mileage, I should say. Sorry. Well, for us, I we stopped for two ninety nines on the way back on Saturday evening, so we didn't find it too bad. But I'd say for Kevin it was probably a different story. <laughs> I think yeah. any of the high the club down in Clarny, I have to give them that too. Like, hey, I think down down any road or hey, a lot of the, the rally, and I suppose nobody really gets too fretted if there's traffic and you're trying to get back to Park Fermi, you wouldn't be out sprinting down the road thinking you're going to get a penalty for being a minute late, you know. So I think that's the good thing about home or kind of down there, everybody's happy to see you go on. Hey, so mm. bad. It'd be more you're panicking back to service, you know, you're going to, your ter- service time is going to be short. So you're. You're in a tear then. Yeah. The other thing, Jason, I suppose that we probably should pay due compliments for is closing off a stage for one run is not an easy thing to do. Like, and that did happen, of course, on the Saturday. So, uh, look, it's not always straightforward to make that happen. But when you see that, you know, you've got good people canvassing and obviously the public are, are welcoming for the, for the most part of it anyway, when you can do that. like. Yeah, for sure. Um, probably didn't go in our favour right now. <laughs> the, the boys just wiped me on that last one but um yeah it's a hard hard work for all the men um all the officials and everyone that's that puts all that hard work in to getting that stage run for us like it's it's first class so it is and before we didn't have many hold-ups now at the weekend i thought it was a very well-run event all in clarney motor club did a great job mm-hmm. yeah you all are happy enough with everything lads i'm sure this is the place to voice of the course we don't have nestor here tonight uh, you're probably lucky actually after the last night, <laughs> but I did ask him to come on and he, he ghosted me here. So uh, I don't know, I don't know what went on, but uh, happy enough with how, how the whole thing went, lads. All of you, yeah, oh, yeah, well, very well run up. Clarny's yeah, always there, yeah. good stuff, good stuff. And sure, look, oh, hey, like I know I heard that's one thing I will say, like uh, say, go on the some people maybe said something about the road miles, but see, go on the uh, going down to Cod's Head and our groom, like I think Cod's Head's. Probably the best stage in the country. Like, see, see, breaking Clarny up and branching down there. I know the remote service might be a bit of hard work, but hey, it's worth every mile of it. Hey? Yeah, definitely, for sure. Mm. Yeah. So one of those times you'd be happy enough to clock oh. in the road mileage. Yeah, yeah. They are. Yeah. What did you say at the thing? You'd go down there a couple of times a year. You know, like you know, it is class. Like. Yeah. 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 Clarny can nearly hold an hour single day event just out in Cod's Head and our dream. Like, <laughs> will be some rally. Yeah. yeah. And so if I if I was to ask you guys and Gary, I'll start with you, like what would be your, your favourite stage down there if the if the gun was put to the head? 
Cod said our groom is hard to pick, both of them are just unreal to walk. Mm-hmm. And Cod's head, even though we've yeah. got one on us, we'll just have to we'll give him that one. Yeah, Eddie. Uh, for me, it has to be the gap. Uh, I had no power steering for Cod's head or, or our groom, so it wasn't really a pleasant experience for me, but uh, uh definitely be the gap. Yeah, Kevin. Oh, Cod's head, I think. Uh, like our group's class, but I think the speed and in, in Cod's head too, with all that flowy stuff's just savage. Mm-hmm. And Jason? Oh, Cod's head for sure. That's my favourite stage in the country. That's why I was a bit disappointed myself, as Gary said, whenever Kevin cleaned this on it. But <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. as he said, up there fast, flowy stuff over them jumps and stuff in the middle, like it is unreal. That's class. Yeah, yeah. I, I, look, they're, they're easily. Uh, You'd easily make a three-day event out of that because if your other stages didn't run this year, they're fucking classes. Well, like it's mad the the array of, of of stages that they have there that they can put on, I suppose. But uh, I think from a spectator point of view, I've never seen nothing like being up on the top of Healy Pass the other day, where you can literally see three or four cars at the one time. It is epic stuff, and you can see where lads are gaining, where lads are dropping off, and the other thing you can see quite clearly. Uh, well, the irony is you can see quite clearly, but that's the fog and the mist coming in, and how quickly it actually happens. It's it's awesome, but it's obviously not as awesome to drive as it is to look at then, judging by Eagles, is it? No, it struggled. For the first run, I think Healy's Pass, I think it was dry the whole way to the top, and then the other end, the whole way down through all the hairpins was all wet and slippy, and maybe one end of it bone dry and the next half of the stage wet. <laughs> maybe like, not full wet, but a lot of it, a lot of it wet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Asher, sure, look, boys, there's a there's a heap of stuff we could chat about, and I think we're going to have to make this segment uh, a regular thing. Uh, probably a little bit more watered down tonight than what it was uh, Sunday night, I would say, below, but uh, we'll definitely make this a regular thing. Look, sixth overall, Gary, and taking the modified, and Eddie, seventh overall, second in class. And lads, do you know what? Uh, it was very nearly years as well. It was some battle. Very, very enjoyable. All I can do is take my hat off and say Fair play to the whole lot, yes, and uh, roll on Donegal, I suppose. <laughs> Cavan in between, though, Gary. Yeah, maybe Cavan <clears throat> and Port Leash, it's uh... Yeah. Uh, actually, sorry, before we let you go, what's the crack with this R5? Jeez, I knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> actually, we couldn't let you go without mentioning it. Uh, it was just an ocean. I took an ocean. Uh, I was sponsoring myself there, and I knew the car was a good car to buy that runs. My Oak CMC Motorsport had been through it. I drove it before in Banna, and I said I'd just go for it. Uh, it was intention to go to gravel, maybe the back end of the gravel championship, but I'll bring it for a run to Cavan and see what I think. And then back in there, good for Port Leash and Donegal to try and not wipe the game Cavan. <laughs> and when you see... <laughs> I laughed at the reactions there on the other side. When you see what Rob Dogan did the other day... Um, Gary, you've obviously made your indications fairly clear that you, you'll, you'll take a plunge. You wouldn't have bought otherwise, as you. But the rest of you guys, uh, when you see what Rob is doing, is there a temptation or a lure there at all? Eddie, I'll start with you and I'll finish up on this one. Yeah, I suppose everyone would like a shot in an R5 car at some stage throughout um, throughout their time. Um, but like for me at the moment, it's definitely um, when things are going kind of well with the modified, I'd like to stick with it and try to finish out the year with it. But definitely uh, down in the future, I'd definitely like to try it like at some stage. Kev? Oh, definitely. Hey, I, I definitely like to do it before the early edge wears off me, but um, hey, it's just the reality of, hey, we have three cars in our house racing. And yeah. 
I had to buy something like you go buy a polo or something top of the thing to actually try and race the boys. Like it's just, Jesus, the money's just crazy. So. But I hopefully hey, another year or two we might try and get scratched into it some way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jason? Um, yeah, it would be great. But as he says, um, the money's the biggest thing, I suppose, and the um, biggest factor. So we'll have to stick with what we have for a while. I have drove them in the, some of the Billy Coleman um, tests years ago and all their sums machines like they're unreal like it would be class to take one for a test over a stage somewhere even but maybe sometime i'd nearly, I'd nearly let them drive it saturday in in a scaling but then they might have much left the bikes breaking a lot of stuff if i let eve's a black you know to be left of it for calvin yeah, Jason, what you said there? Sorry, we didn't catch that. I said Gary's fond of breaking stuff, plenty of stuff last year. So he was. <laughs> <laughs> That's very well, good. Oh. What's that, Gar? This year's not over either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, lads, look, we'll leave it at that. Thanks a million for jumping on as always, and um, and well done again the weekend. All right, cheers. All right, cheers. 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 Thanks, Thanks. To Gary, Jason, Eddie, and Kevin. And uh, we have a few comments coming in. PJ Doubt, uh, my goal in life is to finish God's head stage someday. <laughs> Go back, PJ. And uh, a few more comments coming in. Han Steady Eddie. Uh, obviously for Mr. Doherty there. Uh, as we said, a little bit later on, we will be chatting with uh, Dave Harrigan, but Tony Kelly's been busy the last couple of days as well. Uh, we have two interviews to play out. Uh, the first one we're going to hear is Rob Duggan and her good self. Welcome back to the Irish Rally podcast. Uh, again, thanks a million for being here. What a weekend just passed. Yeah, what a weekend is right. A uh, bit of a roller coaster from the word go. Uh, especially right to the finish, but um, yeah, class weekend all round. I mean, for you to come back from Australia to not be in a, an R5 in years, like it must just have been the most phenomenal weekend for you. You know, the pace was absolutely unbelievable. Um, you must be seriously proud of the effort you've put in over the weekend. Yeah, definitely. Look, we, we said it from the word go that look, we were just going there to enjoy ourselves and just take what we can, drive the R5 as quick as we could and whatever comes out of it, comes out of it. And we def- definitely didn't be expecting to be setting top times or anything over the weekend. We said maybe come close to the end of the weekend that we might get somewhere close. And if we could, that'd be great. But if it didn't come, it didn't come. And mm. yeah, it was just from the from the get-go, it was kind of um, just settled in pretty good. Um, as you all probably saw, pretty shocked at the time on the first stage. and. Whatever, but uh, it was just us <laughs> having fun, really, and just, uh, yeah, living the dream of driving the R5. I know. And, I mean, like, obviously, like, there were a few clips online or whatever we did. Um, we were talking about that, that, like, the, you know, the, the the reaction, like, the shock on your face was absolutely priceless. But what actually was going through your mind at that moment, like, whenever you realised the time? Well, we were, we were laughing about it before the rally ever started. That, oh, there'll be another... Donegal interview, stage one interview again, and we were laughing and joking about it. And I said, look, the Callum's going to be quick up there. The boys aren't going to be slow. The barbell wasn't going to be slow up miles after. None of them ever are. So we said, look, Jesus, if we could get up over it now with a half decent time, we'd be right. But when we saw the time, we were genuinely completely shocked. We we were only just saying it after crossing the finish line that we we got <laughs> left behind there. Like, it definitely wasn't a good run up. but. 
obviously we did we did something right in the Saturday morning, but um, the setup obviously suited for them conditions or whatever, and we just kind of went on from there. We were it was a good start in the for one thing, but um, yeah, we knew it wouldn't be that easy for the whole weekend, but yeah, we took it while we could. And tell us, did that end up, you know, did that end up giving you more confidence at that point where you were kind of like, japers, if I thought that was an awful run and that's the time I put in, I'm away here? Or did it kind of uh, sort of frighten you and put you under a wee bit more pressure? What do you think happened then after that? <laughs> well, if we're going by the times, it probably frightened me and put me clean backwards. But um, yeah, we just went down to Healy Pass and Healy Pass isn't the stage that I particularly like with all the, the slow stuff at the other side of it. The, the second half of it, just, I don't know, it's very hard to get into a flow there. Um, but we came off that stage and we were quickest again by find something. Okay, we were probably on the right tyres for, for that, but there was a lot of other lads on the right tyres too. And we were still fastest, so I was like, right, the next two were going to be critical. We knew we had some bit of speed over Healy Pass that you weren't going to get a huge chunk taken out of you the second time. But we didn't know what Cods in our groom would be like. They're two totally different stages to the rest of them. We just didn't know. And yeah, I suppose it started going all downhill really from uh, the first run of Cod's head. And how do you pick yourself back up then? Because I mean, obviously the pace was there, like the times where, you know, as you said yourself, uh, we were chatting um, backstage there, you know, the setup was kind of a huge thing. Like, and once you kind of got the setup right, you were away. So like, how did you keep, yourself balanced then all weekend and kind of just keep your head in the game? Uh, like that, I probably said it in the podcast, we knew we were going to struggle. Uh, we'd have a setup for some stages and where we tested, it wasn't as bumpy and jumpy as Agro McCod's head. Mm -hmm. And we had a very good setup there. The car was unbelievable by Melvin Evans. I didn't change one click on the, the test. It was literally a case of jumping and just drive it. And obviously going to Cod's head Agro, we didn't change too much because it was still wet and it was still... It, I thought the setup would have been okay, but just when we went into it, it was just the, the small little things that... If I was in the escort, I'd be able to jump out and change a couple of clicks here, there and everywhere and I'd be able to get it somewhere right and it'd be close enough and you could go for a push, but I didn't even know where to start looking in this thing. And until we got back to service with Melvin and the boys and we changed a couple of bits for the second loop and that made it better. Um, and we just kept walking towards that. We had a small power issue then at the end of our groom the second time and the start of Cod's hit or the start of Kilmacadog. We actually did a, a pop-off valve issue. So we were just losing power and I stalled off the start line of Kilmacadog going home Saturday evening. So it was just a big a letdown from getting whatever you call it, shafted with that nominal time and the first one the Cod's hit the whole way until Kilmacadog. It was just kind of twitching away from us a small bit we were still enjoying it and it was still good but yeah it was just uh we were just kind of keeping our heads down and making sure there was nothing stupid done and yeah that was kind of a different story then when we woke up sunday morning it just kind of started working a bit better again we did a couple more setup changes sunday morning to the car suited us even better and they just that time started clicking way easier then and it yeah, credit to Melvin boys for, for getting us the setups. If there was someone in the car that could tell them what to do with the, the setups, they would have done it straight away. But um, I just couldn't tell them what was wrong, really. <laughs> so yeah. it was probably the thing. But I suppose that's that's what you get with experience in the cars and stuff. Yeah. And I mean, that's what we, you know, we mentioned that, like, um, even last week we were chatting, like, just the experience of these R5 cars, like, um, 
you know, that it, we know that with rallying anyway, that it's all about mileage and it's all seat time, but it truly just goes to show you though, that it genuinely, like you need to know the car inside and out and you need to have the car on every type of surface and condition to know exactly what to do for each stage and each setup. Yeah, definitely. And it just showed that we were there, thereabouts with the boys when the conditions where we tested and the car felt 100% and when we went into the stage, they were different. We were just getting, we were getting caught and yeah. um, ah, look, that's all part of it too. We kind of knew before we ever went there that we'd be kind of on the back foot that way. But then again, I didn't expect to be anywhere, even with the, the setups that we had that were good. I didn't think we'd be that close or trying to beat the boys. So um, it was good just to see that really. Yeah. And I mean, Robert must feel, uh, genuinely must feel unbelievable, like as a carry man to kind of, to be that close in Clarny. But not just that close in Clarny, but the fact that you haven't been in an R5 car in so long. Like that must have just, regardless of everything else all weekend, like that, you know, the joy and the crack we spoke about last week, that must have just been unbelievably at the forefront all weekend for yourself in the car. Yeah, definitely. It really kicked off the second run of Miles Gap Sunday. It was the first time I really just grabbed the car. I drove it probably close enough to. To the, the quickest I can drive it up Miles Gap, and it just set us set a tone for us really. Uh, we went into Balatima the next stage, and it's a stage I hate. Everyone knows it. I, I, if they never ran it again, I'd probably be happy enough. But funny enough, after the first run, I came out of it, and I was like, "Oh, that's not bad in this car." And the second run we did there, we said we give it a good crack, and we said a really good time, and took a good took a nice chunk out of uh, Barbell and Callum inside there. Uh, in a short stage and um, that's really when we just said right we're enjoying this thing now this is this is what it should be like and we went into Gorton again with the same thing going all the way until we, we had the mishap in the last day it just really clicked from there that's right this is how you enjoy it drive it as hard as you possibly can and I thought I was doing as <laughs> a good a job as I could so um, no we just really enjoyed it from there we struggled a bit Saturday, I suppose, with setups and stuff, but we were still really enjoying it. But it just really clicked on Sunday morning, that second run up the gap. The two of us were laughing, crossing the finish line, going, that, that car is unreal. And uh, it was it was worth every penny of it and every bit of sacrifice to do just that stage. If it, the rally finished in, I would have been happy no matter what the result was. But yeah, it was just class. Unbelievable stuff. And obviously then, we hate to talk about it, but the bad luck did kick in then on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably kicked in the first run of Gorton again. We went uh, wide on a bus stop again, just got cut out on gravel stopping, just clipped the bank and there was a bit of foot in the wheel. Uh, for the first run of Gorton again, went into the next stage, we had a class run, we were quickest on that again. Going into Gorton again, we were doing nothing different. We are just going, my whole mentality was, I have this car for another two stages, so we're just driving as quick as we can until we get to the end. Yeah, we were close enough. Rob Barbell, it was nip and tuck there. I wasn't really too bothered about it, second or third. It wasn't going to make a huge difference to me at the end of the day. But I just wanted to go fast, but just got caught out on a, a long right-hander to tighten at the end. Just they went up the bank ever so slightly. If there was three or four feet more, I probably would have been safe, but sure, that's, that's all part of it. We didn't want to go up there and tip about the place and be nowhere at the end of the weekend we wanted to go as hard as we could for as long as we could and yeah we we got far enough with it but uh, obviously not close enough to the finish 
he's definitely did and then as you said like he made the tough decision then to just pull the pen you know yeah look there was something bent in the steering when we tipped the ditch we obviously been something and we could have tipped away through i think we were still fourth overall uh, after we came out of the stage we changed the punter inside there and we checked if we were going in the road section we were actually still fourth but look i could have went into the last stage or something would have broken you could end up doing 10 times as much damage so we just said look safe option now bring the boys and put it into the trailer mm-hmm. we had a good weekend we're going hard we weren't going to be able to go hard in the last stage anyway we just said uh, the safer option put it in the trailer and go home hard as it yeah. was the call and not going to the last stage was um yeah it was definitely the better choice. it just goes to show you though that like the hard decision was made but like when you get to a certain point uh it doesn't like you just there's you know once the joy is kind of gone out of it and like once the fear kind of steps in and not not the fear of 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 any major accident or anything but like the fear of kind of like you know just say wrecking the car and having to sort it out the following week and stuff like how you know was it the fact that the crap would have kind of been gone out of it at that point for you that actually made that decision ah uh, well like i said all we wanted to do was go hard and uh, we weren't going to be able to go hard the last day they're going to go there just to drive through for what for for nothing yeah uh, uh, just it was just a safety decision i just didn't want to end up with like you say end up wrecking the car for what for for a result that it didn't really matter at the end of the day. And yeah. It was no odds to us. We we just wanted to go hard for the weekend and that's what we did. And we were happy enough to, to call it off while we were some way ahead. Maybe not fully ahead, but uh, yeah. Uh, while the car was in some bit of a good shape that we could hand it back to Melvin and it wouldn't kill us. Um, yeah, we just said we'd, we'd head for the trailer. Good on you. Definitely a hard decision, but like obviously a very... Um very hard decision but like it can be just the right choice at times and tell us how hard does it make it for you now to think about heading back to australia or to you know not get kind of sucked back into it and sort of want to just get an r5 car and finish the rest of the season or you know how do you now just leave it in killarney if you know what i mean ah i suppose the price of it is (laughs) the one very easy way to put it um no i'm um just like that it's just the price of it and uh put my own escort together um that's still in the shade not looking too great after Donegal last year so it's just uh we'll just try and get that ball together and get things up and running there and then look we'll see what comes up when that's back together other than that i not too bothered at the moment. Good man. So clearly, like just genuinely all for the practice, which is so, so unbelievable to see. And so cool to see somebody jumping from kind of the both types of cars as well, you know, the older stuff, the newer, like right up to date stuff. And in terms of heading back to the escort, like in comparison now, where, like, do you have more crack in the escort, do you think? Or was it just as much fun this weekend in the R5? Ah, look, it was it was just as much fun. There was no question about it. It was unbelievable. And I'm sure Jordan said the same, that we thoroughly enjoyed ourselves no matter what the result was. I was still smiling coming in the road after 
tipping up on its side and whatever. But look, it's it's a, it's just all part of it. But yes, the escort is fun, and in fairness, all the modified guys, they're it's just pure good crack, and there was savage crack between all the boys in the R5 cars. It's it, look, it's pretty much the same. Once you're driving something as hard as you can, having a battle with someone, no matter who it is, and fighting a bit for time, having to crack with each other after the stage. That's all it. But it's all about to me. Um, the results didn't really bother me. To be fair, <laughs> get my name on the Fisher Trophy for the, the quickest overall and the miles gap for the weekend it was probably a nice touch. Something that I'd like to have ticked off at some stage anyway. So that's one ticked off the list. So I'm happy to go back to the escort and um, try and give the boys a hard time in Killarney whenever they do come about and uh, make it hard for them to come down here. But yeah, it's it's just the crack of it. Uh, R5 or Escort, once the crack is there and someone's going hard pushing you for a time or a, a stage win, then that's that's all what it's really about. That's the main thing. I well, listen, Rob, come here. Like, thanks a million for talking to us. Like, that was unbelievable insight. Like, and such an interesting, you know, comparison to go from the two different types of car and to not have been in an R5 in years and then to go in and. And do what you did uh, on Saturday morning. Pretty impressive. Like so, we're we're all very very grateful for the show you put on all weekend for taking the time to chat to us and explain the whole crack at the weekend. Now, so again, just thanks a million for being with us and uh, congratulations to you on an unbelievable weekend of driving. Thanks very much, and yeah, hopefully one long before we're out. So hopefully entertaining again, and hopefully it was a good weekend for everyone spectating. Maybe not to finish that uh, everyone wanted. Yeah, that's that's all part of it, and uh, yeah, we'll be up in the escort again, hopefully, and we'll see you then. There you go, Rob Duggan speaking with Tony Kelly, an unbelievable drive from Rob Duggan, it has to be said, and when you saw his reaction, uh, chatting with uh, Killian after stage one of OnThePaceNote.com, you just thought, wow, what a what a mad moment, and he genuinely was in shock, and uh, you look, moments like that is what is what it's all about. Tony also spoke to the winner of the Rally of the Lakes, Callum Devine the irish rally podcast and congratulations we're delighted to have you here thank you very much tony thank you very much for having me what a weekend hey you must be just still on a high are you i know we're happy now definitely definitely i'm happy now from the weekend it was uh, a good weekend a good weekend all around hey um yeah um nobody yeah, made it very easy for you at the same time though you had to work hard all weekend i would say you're wrecked I worked hard all weekend, so we did, and I'm definitely wrecked now. To be honest, I kind of, I got, so I was sick before the rally, so I was doing the wrecking. So I got, I must have got food poisoning or a bug or something, you know. Mm. And I always been sick and was sick most, most of all the wrecking, you know, and stuff. So I was in the bed and just trying to get rested up. So it was a tough old weekend that sort of way too, you know. But uh, you know, we were happy enough to get through it too. He's calm. To be fair, now I didn't realize that beforehand, and like that, that's a big. You know that's a big thing to kind of not be on point for the recce like and to kind of not get your prep done as well as you'd like it and for you to be able to actually walk away with the one then that's that's massive like that's huge i i definitely was tough now um definitely put a big effort and i kind of know it was kind of we kind of don't know if we'll get one the first day recce done you know sort of thing but no thanks to no he did he, he he looked after me nicely i remember Rita when i was dying you know so uh-huh. um but no it was it was good it was good it was good it was grand and I end up you know i was actually when you look at it I was happy it happened the first for the first day recce rather than any later you know because yeah. 
at least it gives us many days to try and mend up, you know, sort of thing, and uh, rest it up. But no, it's definitely, definitely been better if it didn't happen, to be honest. Uh, well, at the same time, it didn't seem to do you any harm. Like, it was just serious pace all weekend. Like, and I mean, I know, like, Rob Duggan came out of the traps on Saturday morning and just, like, blew everybody's mind, you know. Um, it was absolutely incredible. But you were never far away. Like, it was just it was seconds here and there the whole bloody weekend. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it was good battling. Hey? It was good to see Rob out there, obviously, in the mix again, you know. Um, and yeah, that was, it was, it was tight racing. So it was tight racing. Um, yeah, we kind of didn't know what to have. I remember when Rob, we went up the gap, we kind of went in the wrong tyre choice. And, and fair play to Rob, he put on a big time, as, as expected, to be up the gap and stuff. And uh, I can't remember coming to, on the service. And I was, as I say, the form wasn't good. And I was the best. And I was thinking, this is going to be a tight, this is going to be tight now to try and get this off, you know. But yeah, thankfully, we got we got the head down high. And yeah, put a, started to claw back, you know. So I was super racing, but. Do you think it did take you in, you know, genuinely with the, the bug and kind of the sickness on the run up to it, like that it did actually take you a few seconds or a few stages to bed in? Probably, probably. Um, probably was, you know, as I say, like uh, for, the, for the first day, like I was, I was in bed right up to trying to get more sleep than anything, do you know what I mean? So obviously being Moll's Gap in such a high speed first day opener, you know, um, you'd probably like to be up and at it a couple of hours before you know get yourself get yourself awakened up a bit but for us it was more trying to get get, get as much rest as possible do you know what i mean uh, yeah. and get up and, and just try and get get out the day because we knew it was a big long day on saturday and uh yeah and that and that and that way probably rest was more key for me rather than um trying to get up and drain yourself or say getting your getting your focus on do you know what i mean you know but yeah probably did take me a stage or two you know um the wrong tires probably didn't help also but as i say once we got back into the swing of things we were yeah we were happy enough really flying and come here all the stages in clarney this year where like all the classics were there and like they were just unreal um like some of the footage i saw you know in fairness it was only snippets on on um you know on twitter and stuff like that there but like the pace was just serious like and watching those classic stages you must have had a ball the whole way through driving them no, I was class. I know, as I say, as I had a good smile on my face say, when I got to Cod's head in our groom stages, like they're top class stages. Um, fantastic, fantastic. Don't get any better, to be honest. I, I don't think like anything for Tarmac. They're, they're the best in the country and best about. Um, but no, we had some enjoyment. And like I say, that our groom stage is so relentless. Like it's just corner after corner. And, yeah. and that goes on for 19 kilometres. And with the rain changing at one end and, and dry at one part, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it was a tough challenge now, but oh, I've really, really enjoyed it, to be honest. And I mean, the conditions were nuts as well. So, like, the weather was just so all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Saturday was Saturday was really tough, you know. And, um, I don't think you would have had the perfect tyre choice um, all the time, you know. Because, um, as I say, it's like going up a hilly pass. I think it was like one side it was dry, and then you go up over the top of the mountain, and you come down the other side, there was fog, and then it was all rain. Do you know what I mean? And you hadn't the perfect tire for that. And as I say, you got to our groom stage. It was, it was such a coastal stage, you know, that it was changing all the time. So you had bits that was wet and bits that was dry and bits that the sun was starting to come out. You know, by the time you got round it, you know. But it was uh, ah, look, it's a real challenge, and that's that's all part of it too. You enjoy it, like. It is, and I mean that's the thing too, Callum. Like the tires are the thing that everybody talks about constantly all weekend. Like, but it is such a constant 
um, make or break when it comes to rallying, like, and particularly on stages like that that are changing, like when the actual kind of, I suppose the scenery changes, but essentially the weather is changing with the scenery because you go, you're going from the coast into the middle of mountains and stuff, and it's just the weather is so unpredictable. Like, how do you get your head around? Because you're going to have to sacrifice something somewhere. So how do you make the decision as to where you sacrifice? I was I was a tough I was tough really like to be honest as I say some of them stages um you, you kind of want to go probably in a harder in some of them stages because it's so abrasive down there as well you kind of didn't want to sacrifice going yourself to when it was too wet do so you probably want to go probably on we kind of went for the option more of the slick tire and try and just sacrifice it when it was wet too and that sort of way because uh, obviously being so coastal it doesn't take long for it to dry when it, when the wind comes in do you know what I mean and. I, you could be out there and then you're really you're really buggered in sort of thing if, if you're in too soft an option so it is but yeah you just you just you try to um get as much advice and input as you could from everybody um, or plenty of locals and then everybody stop places what do you think it's gonna be here <laughs> so, I, I remember it was just uh yeah you were listening from all angles just to see if you could get the best tire choice to be honest and uh, yeah especially down that way and um we're gonna change so much you definitely need to be on the ball. And come here, we were chatting about the, the stages there, but any one in particular or any kind of section of any one where you just were, this is me, the happiest I've ever been, like this is heaven here now. Yeah, I, was, I would definitely say Quad's Head. I would definitely say Quad's Head. The second time we came around it, um, we were on a, we were on a, a medium slick tyre and um, the stage is bone dry. So it was just bone dry, the right tyre and everything. And we, we, I remember we went into it and... Oh, it was class. Like even coming down the back edge, you were going down alongside the water, you know, and it was just jumps and jumps around corners and jumps up a habray and stuff and oh, it was class, it was class now to be honest. And no, I really enjoyed it. Really, really did enjoy it to be fair down there. Unbelievable stuff. And to do it for the second time, Callum, that's like Killarney, you know, it's one of the most famous rallies, if not the most famous rally in the country. And to have your name on that trophy like would mean a lot but to be able to do it two years in a row like that's not not a lot of people can say that they've done that like no that's right to be fair and um, we knew it wouldn't be easy coming back um so yeah look we, we were happy especially for noel i think he's uh i think he's the only kid navigator to ever won it twice too and that sort of way um, I think Paul Nagel was the only boy before him, which was in 2019. So it was, it was good. It was brilliant for him, obviously, um, especially yes. having down there. But yeah, we were, we were happy. We were happy now to get for the second time round and sort of, sort of, sort of, uh, it was good. It was good. It was like no fluke the first time sort of thing, you know. So it was, uh, You've got that lovely kind of like validation now that uh, you didn't need it because when you win it, you win it. Like it's no yeah. fluke anyway, but there's just a lovely feeling, I would imagine. When you have done it two years in a row and it's just like nobody or nothing can take that away from you like yeah exactly so no we were happy we were happy and come here how do you reset now so obviously there's a wee bit of a gap between now and donegal like what's your plans um championship wise like obviously everything is all to play for now it's just so kind of mixed this year which is great that we were saying it's great for us uh on the sidelines watching but not not as easy for you boys um, but it must be making the rest of the season look very, very exciting for you. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It's definitely exciting with so many guys in the mix there. Like, and as I say, Robert Barbell there was 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 right on the battle there all, all weekend, and mm -hmm. like he he was gunning for a one there as well, and it didn't make it easy for us. And like if he had won that event there, that'd been four different winners from four different starts. Like, so yeah, yeah it's 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 turned into a, 
fantastic season that way. Um, yes. And it's actually quite good for everybody else too. It kind of leaves everybody still in the mix of one driver's yeah. not getting away with it. So, yeah, look, it's. Uh, I don't know exactly where we're in the championship. I know our first two rounds weren't so strong. So I think we kind of just need to try and keep the momentum and try and keep getting podiums now from now to the end, you know, because as I say, I think Josh, Josh is still... Uh, He's still quite strong. I think he's never been out of the podium at all, sort of thing, all year. So, ah, look, that's a that's just coming on to now. Yeah, a wee bit of break now before Donegal, so it is, and uh, I want me to get the get get at it again there. Exactly. Hey, and so how do you kind of prepare for that now, Callum? Do you sort of allow yourself to just chill out now for a week and forget about it, or are you just straight into Donegal prep and you know trying to get other events done in the preparation to Donegal as well? Yeah, frankly, we have a wee bit of a break now, which it is good because um, that was a busy. It was a, April was a busy month. I think we had three three rallies in April there yeah. um, from the start, and then we have won the middle with, with the national championship as well. But uh, we'll, we'll take a break now. As I say, we prepped the car ourselves up in the shed, so we'll, we'll, we'll not we'll not be off for too long, you know. So we'll make sure whatever the car need car needs now, we'll try and get that sorted, which is good. We'll be a bit of break, and then I think we'll probably maybe do Calvin, which is the 29th of May. Um, as I say, we'll do that, and and, and uh, that'll be good enough prep for us before Donegal, you know, just to keep us keep us sharp, you know. Um, yeah, and we'll not be long coming around. And I would imagine with Donegal, it's the same plan. You're trying to get the hat trick, I would think. Hi, I will definitely like to get the Donegal and see how you get on. Try and get to the end of the day three anyway this time, right? <laughs> so, okay, <laughs> so like it's, it's it's a big event in itself. Like you know, those three days are intense. Like, but um, it's just again, it's an, another one of those rallies where you absolutely just you know, it's the same as Clarity in the sense that it means so much to people um to actually get their name on the trophy. So I would imagine that. After having such a lovely run there this last wee while, um, that it, it it just can't be far away from your head, you know, from from your thoughts, like that, you know, thinking that this this could be the third the third run now, and the, the good luck could continue. Like, I hope I hope so. I hope so. No, as I say, it's been a Donegal's been an event. I it was my first ever event actually. I did it in the juniors. It was my first event in two thousand eleven doing the juniors on it. Like, and I've came right up through it now too. So yeah, I've always. We've had the pace now the last couple of years at it there, you know, but as I say, one thing and all, we just haven't got to the end yet. So, no, um, it's been a good run. It's been a good run now in the Tarmac Championship. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're not, we're expecting on else and another tight battle in Donegal. Everybody seems to pick up the pace and somebody seems to come out of the woodwork for it, you know, sort of way. They, they'll be fired in the mix, so it'll be a, another big battle again. You just have to reset for that one again and just, yeah, flat out again from where we go, you know, sort of thing. See how that goes. Well, that's it that's the only way and i mean i mentioned luck there and that's the thing about rallying and particularly with donegal because of the three days like you can have the pace the pace can and you've clearly got the pace that's not questioned but with days like that where the stages are so tricky and interchangeable and then obviously the length of the event itself with the three days like luck is kind of you just sort of have to have everything going for you on these big events clarity is the same like yeah exactly you do Hey, you, you do. You do. You have to even everything from tire choice too. You could, if you make a wrong tire choice in Donegal, sure, it's very hard to get it back. Like over the, you know, it's three days, but if everybody was going to be gunning for it there, and it's the pace is that hot, it's going to be hard to get it back. So you need to have you need to have a, a bit of luck as well too, and everything. You know, have all your dots and t's t- t- tied up. You know, sort of thing to make sure it's a 
make sure, make sure you get the best run on it, as they say. So, yeah, it'll be a, yeah. Hopefully, we'll get a bit of luck this time round and have all our dots and t's lined up. Ah, can be no bother to you. Hey, you boys are all keeping each other on your toes this year, anyway, and you're making it bloody brilliant for us to watch. So, come here. I know your time is very valuable this week, but we're very, very grateful to you for coming on. Hey, and again, congratulations to yourself and Noel. Uh, absolutely excellent stuff all weekend, and you know, just again, thank you for actually speaking to us this week and taking the time to explain what it's like to win the Clarney two years in a row, Gal. Yeah, thank you very much, Tony. Thank you very much for having me. And I we have a chance soon, no doubt. Well, I, hopefully, so thanks. Uh, thank you. There you go. That, of course, Callum Devine and Tony Kelly. So, well done to Callum Devine and Noel O'Sullivan. Big shout out to Noel Senior as well, who uh, has a good few rallied lakes under his belt at this particular juncture. Very quickly, just to go through the Irish Tarmac Rally Championship, the points updates are there for the international section. I don't see them for the uh, modified historics, juniors, etc., etc. But Josh Moffat on 68 points, Callum Devine, on 62 and Ryan Evans 48, Robert Barbell 44 and a half, and Johnny Greer 32. So, yeah, all to play for. Very exciting championship, one of the most exciting that we've had for some time. Um, we're going to bring in Mr. Dave Harrigan. How's things, sir? Hey, Kevin, you all right? Ah, sure. Look, I'm, I'm flying. I've been meaning to do this segment for a long, long time, and you guys take great pictures, but it's not always that simple to, to get you on a podcast for whatever reason. But the first thing I'll say is you look a little bit drier anyway than what you did when I saw you on Saturday on the Healy Pass. It's going to say the same to yourself. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, a bit drier and warmer. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. And I suppose I bring up this segment because, you know, we've we've talked about Marsha's timekeepers, and, and rightly so. But we haven't gone to, like you guys, who stand out on the ditches week in, week out, to bring us some fabulous images, I have to say. And I think you have to be commended on that. And uh, I bring you on here to to pay due respect and due homage, I suppose, to, to what you guys have been doing for so long to give us those cracking images. And um, I suppose on that note, why do you do it? Plain and simple. Uh I, I do it with my dad. Um, my dad is always taking photos at rallies. Uh, I, I suppose I, I grew up Donegal. I mean, like one of my one of my earliest memories is the smell of the Donegal Rally Program. Whenever you opened it up, you know that you know this, this that smell inside when it was wrapped in the plastic. And then I, I, I always rallying was always in the house. Like we always went rallying, and my dad always took photos. But I took photos. I took his camera. Uh, he was good enough to give me his camera one time in Nakala. And I think it sort of started from then. I pointed a camera at a rally car and sort of, yeah, that, that, that was, that would, that's, that's why I did it. Um, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't pick up a camera to take a photo of anything else, uh, to be perfectly honest. Like I, I don't take photos of my kids or nothing like that with the camera. Uh, it's do all that with the phone, but it's only, it's only, it's only rally cars that, that really interests me on it. Um, but I, I suppose I like the policy. I, th I think Irish rallying is, is fantastic. Like when, when you see what those guys are doing this weekend down through Ballock Bima and the lines that we're taking and, and the speed they're carrying, just to be able to publicize that some way and, and show that in some way is, uh, I, I get a thrill out of that. Like, mm. So I suppose just to paint a little picture for, for people who 
if he wouldn't have seen you in those sort of conditions. I'd say a fair few have at this particular juncture, but what struck I me was... Some of the account, to be fair. Yeah, um, wouldn't be the beard ratting, but... <laughs> but no, in fairness, man, like, I'll, I'll joke aside, right? You weren't far far off Bear grills in terms of <laughs> what what you were like. So, obviously, kit it out from head to toe with your layers, more, air, more, more layers than an onion. Well, you've got this big backpack and, uh, what do you call it, um, what, three cameras in it? Heap of back. Uh, carry, yeah. carry three cameras. Yeah, I, I actually waited yesterday because I knew you were you were going to bring it up, and it was it's seventeen kilos with uh, with my laptop and and everything in the backpack um, that I, that I carry. So carry lights. Actually, that's most of it sitting behind, like sitting there drying that side of me. Um, sitting dry, trying out. I always, always take it out of the bag to try and dry it out. So yeah, three cameras. Three lenses, four flashes, uh, all the stuff they make it all linked together. Um, laptop usually, um, filters for the lenses, uh, yeah, and a couple of things to to make it all work and upload to the FTP sites and stuff for so that you can so that it's on the on the laptop as soon as you open it, you know. Yeah, and I suppose we, we say this in the sense that uh, you know we're assuming that. Dave Harrigan rocks up, parks the car, and just gets out. But you clocked up a fair few uh, steps yourself trying to get the perfect spot. And obviously, you move around a little bit in between the stages and stuff like that. But from where I saw you going back to that waterfall bridge, it's a little bit of a walk like, and that's where you ended up, I think, for, for the first particular run. So the question would be, like, what do you do to make sure that you're getting the best backdrop? You're obviously there quite early before a road closure even. Uh, well, we probably start the week before looking at videos, um, notes, notes if we can. Uh, I suppose the, the boys that do the reckeys, <laughs> the boys that are driving the cars know where the jumps are, but we're, we're doing them in a transit and we, and we don't do them in a rally car. So uh, we, we rely on notes to, to, to tell us where, where jumps are to, to a certain extent to get photos. Um, and then we, we do a recce ourselves uh we try and do it at the same time as the cars will be going through the stage uh so we know where the sun is and 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 all those sorts of things come into it um and then i suppose there's there's loads of spots uh, that you can take photos but taking photos safely is is a big part of uh doing it as well too uh that's two of the cameras i have are remote cameras uh so you sit those out and I suppose you sit down where you wouldn't stand yourself, uh, which is it's very beneficial. Um, but we we, we take a lot of different things into into consideration compared to what the guys do in the recce. With it's where the sun is, is there phone signal to to upload and, and and to be able to to distribute photos when you're when you're distributing them to to the people. Um, you know you have we have to have internet four G uh, if possible, and and how you get to your next location. Um, you don't you don't want to be stuck in the same place uh for the whole day if you have if you have things you know noted down as to where you want to go next um so a lot of those things come into it yeah it's there's a quite a bit of prep in it and looking at maps and i suppose previous photos as well too we, we try not to use other uh, we, we try not to go where other people go but if mm -hmm. you go somewhere you want to try and get it from a different angle if at all mm -hmm. possible you know so um yeah, that there's a, there's a lot of prep on the on the doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I suppose 
uh, more often than not, a lot of people might have the same idea. And sure, just it could be like outside the Oscars where you see all the bibs there and people are taking you know, the same shot. So I suppose to get there a little bit earlier or to maybe walk the, the couple of hundred yards, you know, it does, does make the difference. But the other thing that is quite cool with what you do, and I've been the beneficiary of this, is how quickly you're able to turn around the images and, and get them online or get them to whoever is um, is kind of in tune with you like. It, it's that that's worked quite well we we offer it to the motor clubs um that are running the events uh tarmac championship yourself rally insight and the likes of those uh, as well as well as the crews um it it has worked it has worked quite well uh there's a whole lot of people use social media now to keep to keep you know people up to speed with what they're doing and to be able to deliver uh i suppose Sometimes I'm able to have, uh, if, if I'm in a quiet place with a good weather and can get the laptop out, I can have the photo to the person from the stage probably um, almost as soon as they finish it, I suppose, if uh, if everything works well with connection-wise and stuff like that, you know, um, you can you can do stuff between between cars coming. So that's that's a, that's a big part of that that that's the biggest challenge that that I face, and it's a bit that I really like doing. Um, it's get getting that quick delivery, and like I say, we we offer it to to the clubs. We uh, give it to the clubs for for nothing because we just like to see sport being publicised as such. And and if the clubs can can avail of that, it it makes a difference. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it's done to like a, a professional standard as well. You know what I mean? And uh, I suppose in line with that too. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that, Kevin. It's more a hobby that's got drastically out of control, to be honest. <laughs> I know a little bit about that. <laughs> Trust me, I know a lot about it, actually. But what I was going to say was, I suppose, with, with you doing that, um, a big bugbear of mine is when people don't credit the source, uh, be it an article, be it a video, and above all, and I'm not a photographer, but if an image is used, I think it's the basic amount of respect you can give a photographer is to literally tag their page when you're sharing it, or obviously name who the person is. Preferably tag it, I suppose, if it's on social media. Does that does, does it piss you off a little bit? Ah, it does. Yeah. Um, the 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 biggest part of it would be people cropping photos. I I, I put the, the watermark in the bottom corner. Uh, I don't like putting it up through the middle, um, just because I think it takes away from the photograph. But um, I, I wouldn't upload. To the highest quality um for that reason that, that people well people do print them but can't do it as much but um when i am uploading compared to what i send as a high res but yeah we have our watermark in the bottom corner um and yeah when when people crop them it really annoys me at least if at least if it's left on it's not it's not too bad but mm. yeah. yeah and I, I look as i said i think i just think it's the base level of of respect that that uh that anyone deserves. I think a lot of people are are pretty good, but that's one message I would like to get out there tonight. Credit your sources, people. Um, do you know what? Above all, and it's not that you'd be going in heavy-handed, but it's actually illegal as well. <laughs> There's a copyright issue there. And uh, you know, people people have this thing where oh, we should be able to use it, but but you're not standing there getting fucking lashed over with rain pissing down on top of you to, to take the photo, uh, not actually charging you for it this time around or whatever, uh, because we're there for a club or X round just credit us that's all we want and it's not to tell you you're right lad 
it's just a little bit of respect. Like it's kind of like a, a thing that you might only get from being in the game, but it is quite important, isn't it? In fairness, like yeah, well, pe- people just see it as a photograph, uh, I suppose. But I suppose Galway last year, uh, I had a camera sitting out and it got destroyed with the rain. Um, I know, I know, there's a few other people have it issues with equipment sitting out, and that that has to be replaced. You know, you you have to. There's there's a cost involved in it, um, mm. and just just a credit is is nice to get, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and look, I think it's quite cool what yourself and your dad do. Is I mean, it's a great, isn't it? A great thing to be able to say, right? We'll go up and down the country and we're, we're taking photos. We make a weekend of it, and uh, you know, I mean, that that is that is a great relationship to have. Like, ah, uh, there's nothing that many people can 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 say they have. Uh, uh, yeah, it's brilliant to do. Like, it's it's great to have a um, something that we do together. Um, and like you say, yeah, we're away. We're away from a weekend. We are away uh, Thursday night to yeah we can back up on sunday actually we were going to stay sunday night but we we can back up on sunday from killarney there and it was uh yeah that's brilliant to be able to to have that that time you know and uh, a shared a shared interest um mm-hmm. he was always in the rally photography you know well photography um and then for rally so it, yeah i sort of took it and uh got a bit out of hand like i said it's yeah we're, we're, we're now all over the country doing it so yeah, and the other thing we should mention, in fairness, is you know um, the amount of time that you spend behind the scenes. So you taught me it took is it somewhere in the region of seven thousand photos the other day. So you're trying to whittle those down, obviously, maybe make an album out of it of what you're happy with, and that takes a serious amount of time. No different, I suppose, to get one of these ready when we go live between nine and ten o'clock. God, um. That started days ago in terms of prep and maybe chopping bits over will will be the same. So I can kind of relate to that a little bit. I know I know what you're talking about. And that part isn't fun for me. I don't know what you think of it. I uh, yeah, uh, it's not the most fun to be honest. The, the fun part's taking the photos, like yeah, um, and and, del- and delivering them. Um, I'm working at the moment. I'm working through pre-orders from from Killarney. Uh, they they come first. Uh, people pre-order and and people that get the social media they 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 get theirs. So maybe this this is how this is interrupted, but uh, they might get them tonight. But it'll it'll probably be tomorrow evening. Um, and then you have a, uh, I suppose there's lots of people contact you after after an event. Uh, they come after that. So, um, I'd say by the time by the time I'm finished editing and the likes for, it'll probably yeah. The weekend, uh, I'd say that'll be every night this week, probably. Um, it's a downside, like we we deliver well, we we take uh, a lot of variation. Um, for just two of us, my dad carries two cameras, I carry three cameras. That works out at a lot of photos when it comes to the end of it, and a, and a lot of crap. Like, you have a lot of pictures of roads throughout the country with nothing on them, just just a picture of a road as you do your setup and stuff. So, all those have to be deleted and got rid of, and, and all the rest. And um, there's all that filtering through of, of that that has to be done, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and while, while, while frustrations do happen from time to time, um, that grow you get from doing something that you really do enjoy. There's nothing beats it, rain or no rain, wind or no wind. When you're in the moment, uh, you know, when you're taking your your photograph or whatever, or maybe I the phone out and I've seen four cars the one time on Haiti Pass, literally nothing beats that. And it's a very hard thing to describe 
I'm put into words, but it's uh, it's pretty special. No different to what it might be for the guys competing, I suppose. You know, everyone has their own little thing, yeah. but it just feels deadly. You know what I mean? Uh, there's there's a buzz that comes out of it when you when you get a good when you get a good photograph, especially when you get a good location and the weather's right and everything works like. It's just a yeah, it's a it's a mm. buzz. Yeah, definitely. I tell you um, what, we're going to have to do, Dave, at some stage, right? Because uh, obviously we're going to be finished up here now shortly. But like yourself and and Seamus Conan has been very good to the Irish Charlie podcast and many other photographers. We'll actually get you on here the same as with the modified guys, and we we'll get you to pick maybe three or four photos because they say a picture paints a thousand words, which it does. And uh, I think that would be a pretty cool thing to do, and uh, and maybe to showcase as well because the, the capability to do it is there. You know, I think that would be a nice thing if you're interested. I mean, yeah, I would. I just. Uh... I don't know. It might not fit in here. We might end up talking about cameras and, and rules of thirds and all that sort of shit. That, that, yeah, we go all nerdy on it. Yeah, that, but, uh, the, 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 that we that we obsess over and no one else is understood in. But sure. Yeah, yeah. But sure. Look, they're all the fundamentals that make the the whole thing what it is. But look, Dave, we'll leave it at that. Thanks a million for not just coming on tonight, but the photos they're epic and uh, keep up the good work to yourself and and Papa Bear there as well. All right. Cheers. Thanks for having us on, Kim. Thanks, man. Mind yourself. All the best. Dave Harrigan there for uh, the the uh, Harrigan images. So we'll get to a couple of comments just before we wrap it up. And a good few of them have come in and just a little bit slow in, uh, in getting to them. So, sorry. Shane O'Mahony, that man could drive the gap blindfolded. Uh, I'd say Dave Harrigan have a good go at it, but I think he means Rob Duggan. Um, Pat Mullen says, it's great to hear from behind the wheel. Yeah, in relation to the guys a bit earlier. Jared Middleton looking... Looking forward to the Twin Cam Challenge at the Heartlands Rally and Leash. Yes, indeed. The June call you again in a couple of weeks' time, of course. You have Tipperary Forestry as well. And obviously, Cavan coming up at the end of the month. And another BRC round, uh, actually, at the end of the month also. Uh, Dennis Rin, great show, Kevin. Fantastic here from all the lads competing in Clarny. Keep it going for the rest of the year. We'll try our best. Tiresome at times. Won't lie. <laughs> but we'll try our best. Um, Connor Carlisle says great podcast tonight. Thanks, Connor. Uh, Eddie Doherty says great stuff, Tony. And uh, yeah, that's uh, just about it, I suppose. Uh, just to say a big show once more to SVS Productions, to Rally Connection, to PFT Travel, and Tekken Tools and Murray Motorsport. Uh, the latter two there, if you go onto the website and use the promo code Irish Rally Podcast, there is 10% off on a wide variety of products there. So, look. My thanks once more to all our guests that were with us here this evening, to Tony Kelly, of course, who spoke with some of those guests, uh, to Dave Harrigan, and to all the uh, listeners and viewers who um, comment in, in droves there and tune in every week. We really, really appreciate it. So that's where we leave it on this edition of the Irish Rally Podcast, and we'll chat to you again very, very soon. Mm-hmm.